Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. This morning, we'll begin with a brief devotional thought based on Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, Pastor Radical has prepared some thoughts here for us. We're looking at verses 14 through 17. You might notice that this is around the time we've been doing this in our Read the Bible in a Year plan program, so this hopefully will be familiar verses for you. The writer to the Hebrews says, Strive for peace with everyone, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. That no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. As we consider this word, I think it's fitting that we're using this text for as we widen down the church here. Oftentimes, when we get close to Thanksgiving, we have the judgment-type text that comes up that reminds us that, yep, the day of the Lord is coming as a thief in the night. We want to be ready. And ultimately, that's what I see. If you look at the last verse of our text describing Esau, you know, after he despised his birthright, it was really too late. It was the inheritance was already given away. The blessing was given away to his brother Jacob. And so even though he lamented what he had done, he was obviously very bitter towards Jacob as well, which is, you get that in the first part of our text as well. So I think it's important to remember that if we despise the inheritance that Christ has given us, we will definitely hang our heads quite low in the judgment. And so what thing are we striving for? What is our most important blessing? We asked one of our kids that just yesterday at home at our house. And of course, the most important thing is God's word. Of all the treasures of this world, I think Pastor Nauman's going through the seventh commandment right now with his students, which is why we were talking about this, is that our one thing needful is Christ. And so as we look at that inheritance, let's not despise those things, but continue to treasure them. Unlike Esau, who, again, that chance to repent, to go back, to realize I shouldn't have given up what was rightfully mine because of what my father had promised me. Likewise, we as believers, our heavenly father has promised us eternal life and salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. We don't want to neglect such a great salvation as Hebrews chapter 2 says. We want to continue to rejoice that the Lord has given us this grace through Christ. And that's why that first part says in verse 15, that we don't miss out, that we don't fail to obtain that grace of God by seeking it out with all of our heart and not let the root of bitterness like Esau did with his brother Jacob divide and bring us trouble in that sense that we can continue to rejoice and seek what's most important in our life. So, Pastor, I want to ask you a question with verse 14 specifically. That's striving for peace with everyone and that holiness. What is that verse really talking about in this context well, I, I think, uh, I mean, in the context with Esau, I mean, that's what you see with Esau and Jacob is, is there was not peace going on in that household. If you look at um, the way that, that uh, the parents, Jacob and Rebecca, or excuse me, uh, Isaac and Rebecca, uh, the way that they were treating their children, they were treating them with favoritism, 
right? Jacob, or Isaac's favorite was Esau. Rebecca's favorite was uh, uh, Jacob. And over the course of time, this was, you know, this wasn't a, a secret to the kids. They knew, well, your mom's favorite, I'm dad's favorite. Esau liked to go hunting. Uh, Isaac approved of that. Jacob liked to dwell in tents. You know, Rebecca spent time with him. Um, and you can tell that, that that laid the foundation, the seeds for the strife that was to come. Um, so, you know, this striving for peace doesn't just, doesn't just mean strive for peace right now in the moment, but it also means setting, setting and laying foundations for peace in the future. And you can do that through, you can, you can do that either by uh, the things that you do, the things that you say, the way that you uh, uh, prepare your household for events in the future. And, and that's, that's what it means to strive. It's not just a in-the-moment thing. It's an ongoing activity, right? It's, a, it's an active uh, thing, something we should always be striving for in everything that we do and say. Um, and, then, and for the holiness, which no one will see but the Lord. Because there's a lot of things that you can do behind the scenes to, uh, to keep that peace, to keep that holiness that you know, no one's going to see but God. Um, I remember when I was in high school, um, uh, there was a, a an ad on the television for uh, a sports basketball, I think, and it was, you know, pra- you, pra- you practice the hardest. If you practice when nobody's looking, um, that's when it's really going to pay off. with some idea like that, right? So it's, the, it's uh, the practice that pays the most is when nobody else is looking. So when you're in the gym, working hard, doing the work, putting in the hours, lifting weights, um, that's really going to pay off when it comes when everybody is looking on the basketball court when you're playing in the game. And the same thing here. There's lots of things that you can do behind the scenes that nobody's going to thank you for. You know, if you're uh, make, making that meal for your family, if you're cooking, uh, doing the laundry, if you're doing the dishes, if you're uh, coming to church and you vacuum the pews or you, you're fixing the boiler, you're changing the light bulbs, there's a million things behind the scenes that we can do that, that no one's going to see but the Lord, but the Lord sees. The Lord knows. He knows the work that you're putting in for your family. He knows the work that you're putting in for your uh, church family. He knows the work you're putting in for him, ultimately, because that's who you're serving in all things, is you're serving the Lord. And so all the work that we put in, all those things we can strive for, uh, for peace with anybody, which no one sees with the Lord, um, God encourages us to do all those things. Now, again, are we achieving peace because of who we are? Are we achieving holiness because of the works of our hands? No, we're not. We understand that each one of us has sin and uh, is a sinner in this world. And without Christ, uh, we can do we can't we cannot please God. But again, the writer of the Hebrews is writing to Christians. He's writing to people who who uh, believe in God and who are striving with their new man to to make peace with everyone. And so, as Christians, as we walk in this life and strive to live as the people God has called us to live, we have a lot of good advice here about not letting that that root of bitterness spring up in us because it's easy to get bitter. Uh, uh, it's easy to get bitter when you're in the middle of working and if you think, well, nobody appreciates the work that I'm doing right now. You know, I, I think of like, sometimes like I'll be doing dishes, you know, or like you're, you're changing a diaper or whatever and it's like nobody appreciates the work that I'm doing. It's easy to get bitter in that moment, um, but here, don't let that root of bitterness spring up. Rather, um, realize that God sees what you're doing. He will reward you for what you're doing and uh, uh, there are many out there who even if they don't appreciate it, um, understand the, what you're going through right now. And I, maybe I'll follow up another question. So this topic of Esau, you know, Esau, Esau can make the argument that, that he didn't have any choice but to sell his birthright, right? Because you, you talked about, uh, well, you know, he was, uh, wasn't, uh, he let the bitterness rule him. He was thoughtless. He, you know, he, he sold it for such a cheap amount for that bowl of, bowl of uh, beans. But 
God had made a promise while Jacob and Esau were still in the womb that, that Jacob would get the blessing, not Esau. So how would you respond to Esau if he was sitting in this room with us today and said, yeah, Pastor Radical, I had no, there was no option here. God promised mom when I was still in the womb that Jacob was going to receive the blessing. Like there wasn't a, like, I understand that I messed up with that, but like, I thought our, that our destiny was that Jacob would carry the promise, not me. Sure, and that we know that now looking back, Esau, but I think the point would be that the Lord foreknew what you would do. It's, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to despise your birthright. But that goes into what we talked about last week in our podcast about election, is that God foreknows those who would reject him. He died to save them anyway. So yeah, that promise was intended for you, but the Lord foreknew how you would treat it. And so he basically gives us that divine counsel and understanding and reveals to us that knowing that you would reject it, he gave it on to Jacob instead. So, yeah, he gives us a commentary of what would take place before it took place, and we watched it happen when you went through and did it. Good answer. It's not a perfect answer, but it's an answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's really trying to know the mind of God, but he reveals it to us through his word, so... He knows all things, and incredibly, I could probably encourage Esau and say, I think a lot of people have learned some valuable lessons about not just their earthly inheritance, but the eternal inheritance from you despising your physical birthright. So praying we could talk about that with Esau in heaven someday as well. Which leads me to my second question, maybe you just already answered it, but you know, when it says, he was rejected, he found no chance to repent, does that mean that he's going to hell? Or what is that referring to there? Because we didn't have a chance to repent, does that mean he's... I don't believe so. I think it's more of the... I don't know if he went to heaven or hell. I don't know. Me neither. But I think uh, in the context here, it's talking about his birthright and his yeah. inheritance. So he was... Though he saw it with tears, what was he seeking? That inheritance. Why not still bless me, Father? Still bless me. You know, that's what he wanted. And ultimately, it's interesting some of these phrases here that we see in Hebrews because they remind me of so much like Jesus says in Luke 13 unless you repent you will likewise perish and so this idea of there's a little parallel there between Esau lamenting what he lost on earth with tears mm -hmm. seeking it out and the writer of the Hebrews is saying you should be seeking out your eternal inheritance like that yeah but before it's too late right. like Esau in that sense right so this repentance is you know, it's towards that earthly inheritance, not the eternal. Yeah. Yeah. Regrets, right? Yeah. Earthly regrets. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Should we pray? Dear Lord Jesus, help us to strive to seek that holiness that only comes from you alone. Your grace, your mercy, your work on the cross. Help us remember the joy of our salvation each and every day so that we would continuously seek after that one thing needful. Help us to repent of all of our sins. Help us to not be bitter in our hearts, but to also continue to seek the truth and love and show that same love to all those who have wronged us or hurt us in any way, shape, or form. Lord, help us to forgive if you, uh, you have shown us what forgiveness truly looks like. Lord, we pray that you would bless our day today and help us give thanks for the opportunity to worship you in your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, I've got some weekly updates and reminders. Uh, online midweek Bible class this week. We're picking up in 1 John chapter 4 again, so I hope you can join us for that. That is going to be on recess next week, so one week from today, which is the night before uh, Thanksgiving, will be in recess, so please note that will not be taking place uh, next Wednesday evening. 
There will also be no podcast next week, so uh, our regular listeners, please note that next week, the week of Thanksgiving, uh, we won't have the chance to sit down together to record a podcast, so uh, don't expect anything uh, coming out next Wednesday. Uh, I just want to recap a little bit. Last week, uh, last weekend in our worship service, we had a 50th anniversary of the rededication of the church sanctuary. Wonderful service, had a lot of fun. Pastor Radical and I were able to preach together and talk about um, the, uh, the God's command for us to worship. Uh, we talked about the place we're to worship, the reason we are to worship, and then the way we are to worship. It was a lot of fun. If you haven't had a chance to check that out yet, uh, you can go to our YouTube site and uh, watch the service there. Um, Mr. Fisher did quite a bit of work in preparing for that service too, so really had a lot of fun with that. Um, there's some memorabilia things as well that if you didn't get, uh, you can check out the service and uh, get a hold of Pastor Radical and I if you'd like to see more pictures or um, some of the booklets or some of the things that we handed out in connection with that. But it was really a lot of fun, so uh, uh, thank God for the 50 years in that sanctuary and uh, pray for many more to come. This coming weekend is the drama weekend for our school. They're putting on a play, uh, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Um, there are, there are uh, uh, performances Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's a matinee, I believe, so um, please uh, encourage you to come check that out. I think Friday is the dinner theater, so you need to get tickets for that one and pay for the, the dinner, but uh, I believe Saturday and Sunday is free, so you can head to the school website for more information on that. Uh, as I mentioned before, next week is a Thanksgiving, uh, so our schedule for that is we'll have a Wednesday evening service at 6 p.m. and then a Thursday repeat service at 10 a.m. So those two services will be the same. We encourage you to come to one or the other. Um, but following service on Wednesday, um, we have a pie palooza uh, planned. Um, so invite you to come, bring a pie along, have a fun hour of fellowship with your Emmanuel family. Uh, I like to think of Wednesday night you could do uh, uh, Thanksgiving with your Emmanuel family, but then maybe Thursday you could do Thanksgiving with your family, uh, travel wherever you need to go. So, um, but, but you're certainly welcome to come either Wednesday or Thursday, uh, service. Those will be the same, uh, but should be a lot of, a lot of fun there. And, uh, uh, pray everyone has a safe travels over Thanksgiving and remember to give thanks to the Lord for the many blessings he's given us, especially the blessing of our savior, Jesus Christ. Invite a friend, you know, if you're thankful for a friend that's close to you that needs a place to worship, tell them to come. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, on our prayer list this week, um, keeping Tom Jensen and Carrie Dale with those uh, cancer diagnoses in our prayers. Um, both are uh, considered terminal at this time, so we pray for both of them. The Lord bless and comfort them. Uh, John Hine, uh, uh, as we've mentioned in the past, Pastor John Hine has uh, been diagnosed with uh, thymic carcinoma. Um, a uh, uh, GoFundMe account has been set up uh, for him and for his family to pay for some of the expenses going on there with the medical uh, 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 team that's working with him. Uh, I believe he's already started chemotherapy uh, quite aggressively, um, so we'll keep him in our prayers. And if you'd like more information on that, um, we'll have more uh, coming in the bulletin and, and emails to come on how you can get to that GoFundMe. Otherwise, you can just go to the GoFundMe website and search for John Hine, and I'm sure you'll find it there too. Uh, John McLaren, we prayed for him last weekend in service, has returned home uh, from the hospital, so we thank God for that. Also, Trudy Dadkins has been hospitalized for quite a while, and I, I believe she might still be in the hospital, so um, please continue to keep her in your prayers also. Yeah, and then finally, uh, I am still considering that call. I was hoping to be done by now, but uh, this call is tearing me in two different directions, and obviously uh, last week my daughter Addie uh, ended up in the hospital, um, so thank you for your prayers for that. That kind of delayed some things as far as my ability to, to work on the call um, with everything going on there. So um, she was diagnosed with pneumonia 
I uh, was in the hospital Wednesday night through Saturday, uh, but thankfully she was able to return home and she's doing quite well now, so we thank God for that. Which brings us to our Wisdom of Solomon's Proverbs. We're now in Proverbs chapter 16, and Pastor Radical had a few thoughts he'd like to share with us here. Yeah, I love the theme of Proverbs 16. If you get a chance to read through that chapter all this week, it's great because it really, in my opinion, parallels James 4, 15 really well, where that whole idea, uh, if we're going to plan in the future, whatever we do, let's let's plan with the Lord. So, you know, whether we decide to go to this city or that city, I think it's really fitting with your whole mm-hmm. call decision. If the yeah. Lord wills, we will do this or that, James 4, 15 says. So you get that same kind of theme in several verses here. Probably the most common one that's used when pastors or teachers have a, a divine call or two calls, in this case, like the pastor Nauman, you know, verse 9 of Proverbs 16 is often quoted, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So, real quick question for you, Pastor. How is that a comfort to you in your call process decision making? Well, um, so let me just talk about that call process. So here's what happens is when, uh, when you get a call to another congregation, like you just mentioned, it's like you have two calls now because I do have a call to serve this congregation. And now I've received a call to receive another congregation, or in this case, congregations uh, who issued a, a dual call out there. And kind of the process that we're taught to go through is, well, now evaluate all the factors. So there are, you know, I have these two calls, but I'm also called to be a father and I'm called to be a husband. And so that, those factors matter too. So um, things like, well, my daughter Adelaide is, you know, she's got some uh, health presuppositions that come along with her prematurity. Um, so if we move to Seattle, would that, what would that mean for her? Well, in the case of Seattle, we're, we'd be really close to a, uh, a level four NICU. So that would be something that, well, that, you know, that would be uh, pretty much not a factor. Whereas if I was getting a call to, you know, middle of nowhere, South Dakota, you know, that might be a, mo- a situation where it'd be maybe something for me to consider more, right? So those are, those are kind of things to balance. And, and the, some of those are personal and family things. But also we need, the mo- one of the most important things you consider is, um, what are the needs of each congregation? And that's one of the things I've been going through is, well, what does Manuel need? What do these churches out in Seattle area need? Um, and then how do my gifts and talents and lack thereof uh, fit into these different congregations? So what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? Um, do, does it match up well with the needs and the, the desires of the congregation at uh, Emmanuel here in Mankato or of Redemption and uh, Ascension out in uh, Linwood and Tacoma? Um, and how do those things match up? And then so you, you take all that information, you try to put it all on, on uh, paper, and you look at it all, you think about it, and then most importantly, you pray about it. Um, and that's really what I've been trying to do over the past uh, two weeks or so since I've really gotten all that information is, well, what does the Lord want me to serve, and how can I serve him best uh, in the kingdom? And then what I've had quite a few people tell me is, no matter what decision you make, there's no bad decision. And I think that's where this verse comes in is, you know, you know, we can make all the plans in the world and say, yes, I am going to go, or no, I'm not going to go, or I'm going to make this plan. But in the end, the Lord is the one who directs his steps. So, um, you know, should I decide to take the call? Um, you know, that's part of the Lord's plan. He's going to direct my steps out there. Should I decide to stay here? That's part of the Lord's plan. He's going to direct my steps here. And so that, I, I take a lot of comfort in the fact that, you know, you can sit here and think, well, am I thinking about all the right things? Or am I going to make the right decision? Or am I making the wrong decision? Or what if I, you know, what if it's, you know, what if we stay here and then things go bad? Or what if we go out there and then it's not a fit for my family at all? You, you can worry yourself in circles. But ultimately, this verse gives us such great comfort, doesn't it? The Lord, uh, a man's heart plans his way. The Lord directs his steps. And so you can think of, 
you know, that comforts me, but now I'd apply it to your life. You know, think back on the plans that you have made, plans for marriage or plans for a job or plans for your family or plans for buying a house or plans, you know, fill in the blank. You can make all kinds of plans and sometimes those plans work and sometimes those plans don't. But in the end, who's directing your steps? God is. And that's a comfort because, you know, it's not uh, the devil directing your steps. It's not the sinful world directing your steps, although they'd like you to think that. Um, it's God. And we know that God works all things for good. So no matter what happens, it's all for your good. So what ha- what happened with those things? Did your marriage fall apart? Did your house that you bought did not work out? Did the uh, job that you really wanted and really excited about turn out to be a disaster? Well, you might think, oh, that was that was a that was a bummer. That shouldn't have happened, or we didn't do it the right way, or that was not the right timing. Um, but ultimately, take comfort. God directs your steps. The Lord is working those things for your good. Um, and now your job as a Christian is to say, you know, this is the way I wanted to go. It didn't go this way. God directed my steps. Why? What's the lesson to be learned here? And that's something we should always be asking ourselves. What's the lesson to be learned? What is God trying to teach me? Because if everything is for good, then everything that happens to you is God teaching you a lesson. So what's the lesson? Reflect. Think about your life. Think about what's happened. Think about what God's trying to teach you because he is trying to teach you through what's occurred. And sometimes that teaching is disciplinary and reprimandary and saying, you know, you got out ahead of yourself or you're going too slow or whatever. Uh, And sometimes it is, you know, other lessons as well. So it's something we should be constantly be reflecting on as Christians. I like the way you're weighing all those different thoughts and decisions and trying to do what's right in God's eyes. The other verse I wanted to bring up in this chapter fits so perfectly with everything you just said. All In verse 2 of chapter 16 of Proverbs, all the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. You know, so ultimately when you talk about praying for the Lord's direction or any of us doing that, we want the Lord to, to weigh our thoughts and our attitudes and and wants us to go about in a godly godly way. And that's why also verse 7 parallels that really well. It says, when a man's ways please the Lord, you know, how you're approaching him in prayer, you can have that confidence, like you said, because he goes on to say in verse 7, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So when you when you put the Lord first, when you know, okay, Lord, I, I'm, I'm praying, I'm hoping, I'm pondering this is your will, then he basically says here, he's going to bless it. He's going to take care of it. As you started out by saying in verse 9, the Lord's going to direct our steps. Wherever he leads us, wherever he goes, wherever he has us go, he's going to bless us in all those times and ways. And that's the confidence a Christian can have in our day-to-day life, that it might not always go the way we want it to, but we can know it's going to be the way the Lord's going to bless us in seeking him first. And whatever decisions we make and choices that we have in our life, we want him and his will to be done in that sense. So very, very timely proverb, even though it was written, you know, 3,000 years ago, a little less than 3,000 years ago, you know, still has just as important meaning today as it did back then. Hallelujah. Uh, Our hymn of the day is hymn 425, selected verses here. All depends on our possessing God's abundant grace and blessing. Though all earthly wealth depart, he who trusts with faith unshaken in his God is not forsaken, and there keeps a dauntless heart. He who hitherto hath fed me, and to many joys hath led me, is and ever shall be mine. He who did so gently school me, he who still doth guide and rule me, will remain my help divine. Well, he knows what best to grant me, all the longing hopes that haunt me. Joy and sorrow have their day, I shall doubt his wisdom never. As God will, so be it ever, I to him commit my way. If on earth my days he lengthen, he my weary soul will strengthen. All my trust in him I place. Earthly wealth is not abiding, like a stream away is gliding. Safe I anchor in his grace. Amen. Amen. 
One quick final reminder, uh, again, no podcast next week, so no podcast November 23rd next week. Blessings on your Thanksgiving, and we hope to talk to you after that. The Lord be with you. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, EmmanuelMankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.